0: Welcome to the Cracking the Growth Code podcast. I'm your host, Matt Zembruski. Pleased to have as my guest today, Sumit Kansal, Product Director at Demandbase, who's worked in the B2B go-to-market space for over a decade now, and has brought multiple data products to the market in that space. Sumit, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you for having me.
0: I'm excited to, to hop right into the discussion too. There's so many good, you and I had the opportunity to meet briefly Earlier, so we talked about a a few different aspects and uh, things that you've learned from your experience. So for the audience out there, our audience is current and future leaders, uh, and with a lot of agile teams, delivery teams, uh, oftentimes in the tech space, sometimes in other industries, education, government, all across the board. But current and future leaders, leaders such as yourself, um, came up through some have come up through the product side, some have come up through the, uh, the delivery side, like on Scrum Master side, agile coaching, et cetera. Describe a little bit about your personal journey of 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 growth yourself and your career uh, to that got you to where you are today.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, see, I started off, uh, you know, in a very different space. In fact, uh, very far away from uh, an agile or uh, an IT or software driven space. Uh, I started off uh, in financial research, uh, you know, uh, with S&P Global and. Uh, I think what what uh, really got me excited was um uh, you know uh, how uh, a B2B SaaS product uh you know what goes behind the scenes so I was contributing to uh, building databases which are typically used by uh, financial uh, invest, you know investment firms uh and uh, You know, that sort of gave, you know, showcased uh, how exactly bigger databases are built, how they're managed at scale, uh, what typically users look at uh, when they, uh, you know, use B2B SaaS products like that. And from there onwards, I got more into hardcore product development, uh, you know, uh, uh, lifecycle for SaaS or B2B kind of companies. Uh, And uh, it, it all started with uh, everything to do with uh you know what exactly uh are the right data points? What exactly are the right uh, you know data elements which typically sales and marketing users uh, would be interested in? So it was never really from a technology standpoint. It was more about from a user standpoint. Okay, if I'm a typical salesperson or if I'm a marketer, what makes my life easy? What is it that I want to do? You know, uh, what what's the kind of a tool or a product that I would want that can you know help me save some time on a day-to-day basis? Uh, that's that's exactly. What uh, you know, the products that we have built over the period of time are all about, and then when you start getting you know closer to the users for whom you are building your products, eventually your mindset also starts transforming, or you know, going in a direction uh, which takes you uh, you know uh, into a mode that yes. This is what is right for our users. This is what makes more sense. This is uh, what brings in the right uh, ROI. This is what, uh, you know, is valuable to them, etc. And I think once you have that kind of a mindset, mindset, it automatically tells you what needs to be done from an engineering standpoint, from a product standpoint. You don't need to be very, very technical or very, very, uh, you know, uh, 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 I would say, uh, you know, textbookish in your approach in that sense. Uh, I think if you understand your users well, uh, everything else follows. And that's, 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 that's exactly the, you know, I think what I've been doing or trying to do.
0: Yeah. I love the, uh, being, being an, um, experienced agile coach and, uh, and scrum master in the world out there the last 10, 15 years myself. I love how you have a, 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 an obsession. I would call it, uh, for customers and for really the end users who's using the product and that's that's like that's all wired into the agile uh framework and so forth i'm curious how um it could be where you're at today or it could be a, a previous uh experience but um thinking like that with the mindset of like how is this data going to positively or or improve the customer's ability to use the product or improve their business with b2b etc I'm um, thinking about the customer centric mindset Uh, What's been your experience of of getting that customer feedback on a a recurring basis or on a frequent basis? I know sometimes that's easier said than done. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just survey the customers. But what's your experience in that? Because it's obviously very important to you. Um, I agree it's super important to to, uh, a successful company and agile frameworks in general. How would you um, you want to share some tips and tricks about how to engage with the actual customer to make sure you're getting real um, customer or end user feedback?
1: I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you know being close to the customer simply means you know talking to them as often as possible, trying to make sure that from you know x number of hours that you spend building a certain product, uh, a proportion of it always goes into communicating, interacting, understanding what exactly your customers need. There is no second formula to it. So I try and uh, talk to as many customers as possible, hop on to sales calls, hop on to uh, customer success experience kind of calls. Uh, you know, uh, If you're building something new, uh, go to our customers, interview them, understand what exactly they want, what kind of products have they been using, uh, particularly related to the features that we are building, how is their experience? etc. So I think Talking to them, uh, and sometimes it's not just uh, going very specific onto that uh, particular topic. A lot of time it's just about understanding how their day to day life is, what exactly they like, how they go about things, what is it that makes them happy, what is it that uh, makes their job easier. And I think more and more understanding them as a person, as a human, you also, under- when you start doing that, you also understand them as professionals. You also under- start understanding them what exactly they want. So that's, that's, that's the top thing I would say apart from that what's also very important is talk to other people who talk to customers so that gives you the second level of experience which means every given company will have customer facing people it could be your sales reps it could be your uh, support uh, representatives uh, it customer support representatives it could be your customer success people it could be your marketing team Uh, so more and more you talk to these people uh, more and more uh, you know feedback or more and more uh, sneak peek you get into your customer customer's thought process so so that's very important too so you get a second version you know how are they translating customers experiences because a lot of time when you hear them first time not necessarily you will interpret it in the best way or that's just one way of interpreting it which is your own understanding but then you listen to other people as well how they are interpreting it that that's like that kind of refines your overall thought process uh, gives you more diversified viewpoints and uh, you know also confirms if you are thinking in the right direction or not so that's that's the second very very important area and third is uh Trying to validate uh, you know, all this information with the actual team that you are working with, you know, who are actually building those products for the customers, which, which typically is your engineering team, your tech team, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh trying to understand from their perspective, okay, what exactly how, how how do they interpret a particular problem or a requirement or a particular solution? How are they envisioning it as an end user? You know, how it will be used, how it would make their life easier, et cetera. And if you see synergies in these two thought processes like whatever the customer is saying and whatever the actual person who or the team which is building a product for the customer how they are actually envisioning it if there is a closer alignment between the two if there is a synergy in in it that's mean you are on that means you are on the right track that means you're know, uh, we're working on the right problems but often i see that people who are actually building those products rarely interact with the actual customers who are using them and 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 you know there are always commentaries that that they hear about this is what the customers want this is what they like it this is what they don't like it often there are those perceptions that they think this is the right thing but uh, those direct conversations do not happen that often the way they should so it's very important that as a product owner as a product manager uh, we bridge that gap between you know our customers and our engineers you know to make sure that they are they are both aligned and we have synergies between the two and when that happens i i guess everybody's job becomes easier and we get to the right track.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love how you um, I, <clears throat> I, I love how you go out and, and collect the same data from multiple sources. I shouldn't say same data, but you ask the same question to multiple sources. What does the end customer actually think about this? What do they like, dislike about it? And then you talk to people who also work with it or connect with the end customer. So that way you're getting multiple perspectives from multiple people. Some of the end customers, some are people uh, in the middle. But then you're, you're collating all that, really doing your own data processing in, in, in your human mind and with your team, um, and, uh, and then coming up with uh, better solutions that are more appropriate. And I love also that how it's, how frequent and, and open uh, the, the communication is there. How it's not just, well, let's, we communicate once every few months. No, you're constantly doing it. And that creates a great relationship um, uh, with trust and communication uh, with the customer. I want to, I want to shift gears for a bit let's talk about some of the challenges that you've seen in your career or what you see in the industry today from a product delivery perspective or product ownership or, or product um, uh, leadership perspective um what what do you see as some challenges in the industry today um you just talked about you know some of the positives that are going on when you when you get a good relationship with a customer etc and uh, you build the team right what are your um what are your thoughts about some of the things that you see in the industry today uh, that might be some of the challenges just in the, in the product life cycle or delivering just high value products to customers?
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, I think uh, some of the biggest challenges are uh, A, communication gap. A lot, many times what we think is right is actually not right, uh, which means that, um, you know, uh, the way we are interpreting information, uh, the way we are interpreting data is probably not the best way we should be doing it uh, a, a, a lot many times it's based on anecdotal experiences certain examples you know uh, the, the sample size is too small you've spoken yeah. to one person two person or an industry leader or another product manager or a competitor uh, and and basis those one or two or three conversations uh, we we interpret or generalize that this is exactly what's going on and and often that leads to uh, you know bad assessment and as a result, uh, bad delivery uh, as well. Uh, If if we don't understand what's happening, uh, you know, we often interpret it differently. And when we interpret it differently, we think the requirements are different. And when the requirements are different, you end up making a different solution altogether. So I think that lack of clarity or clear communication is probably the biggest challenge that I see. Um, Second is uh, giving too much impetus or too much importance to uh, just the sheer technology piece itself, which means that every company is saying that AI, ML, artificial intelligence, machine learning are now generative AI. We are backed by this. We are doing this. We are doing that. Uh, I think everybody likes to use these fancy words. Everybody likes to introduce themselves or their products in a way that is, uh, you know, most commonly uh, you know recognized in the market and in the process they get themselves into the trap that you know they they were set out to do something else you know solve some problems uh, in a different manner but just to identify with a particular tag uh, they sort of lose that essence so Mm -hmm. why it's important to adopt the latest technology the latest trends and you know be a part of that bandwagon but it definitely is not the most important thing that you know you just end up you know adopting the surface level stuff and not going deeper into how is it actually solving problems day to day problems i think uh does not matter whether you are a tech company or you are a manufacturing company or you are you know in, in in a services space or whatever the case may be the very essence still doesn't change essence is that there is a problem there is a need and uh you know uh, somebody is looking for some solution or some service and at the end of the day we have to make people's life easier right whoever is using our products or services our objective is not to adopt a technology our objective is not to promote a particular tag our objective is not to force certain tools onto our customers or users our objective is to make their lives easier now whatever it does sometimes it could be a simple communication sometimes it could be a a very simple reflection of the problems that our users are facing via the products or the tools that we are building a lot of times what i have observed is uh people who are actually using their tools or products, they themselves don't know what their problems are, what their challenges are. They have a rough idea some kind of an intuition or some kind of an herd behavior or they think that this is their problem but when you actually put it right in front of them with all the data with all that information right communication they start connecting with it a lot uh, you know uh, uh, you know a lot better than what they actually do otherwise and when that connection happens you know you automatically become loyal to a product you you start liking it you know you that affinity develops uh, so that's that's very important a product need not be perfect but it needs to relate to uh, the, the right audiences in the best possible manner and it can always improve. You know that, that process is, of course, iterative. A lot of times we as product owners or product managers we want to do our best at the first go itself and, and in the process of doing that best we either take a lot of time uh, or uh, we invest ourselves uh, in terms of you know uh, the brain space too much into it that we are just not ready to be flexible enough after that because we have spent that much time that much energy we feel that okay this is the only solution possible or this is the best solution in there now it be- becomes very very difficult you know during that stage if you want to pivot to something else you know which you feel that you know has actually changed in the market etc so it's very important to be agile in this sense that you know in your approach in your mind and then, when you're agile in your mindset, automatically you will be agile in your delivery as well. Uh, so, so I think uh, these are some of the challenges that I see most common, which I would say are more human challenges rather than technology challenges. And when you're able to solve this one, everything else falls in place.
0: I like I like the way I like the way you describe that uh, a lot, cement how you put that back in because it, it they are human challenges, right? These are these are. Um... In reality, they, they only exist because the humans are involved, right? We're all involved in doing this. And, uh, and mindset is so important. You know, the, like you mentioned, agile mindset and just the way you approach it, um, is really key. How do you work on your own? You, you've had a very successful career to this point. You're, you're, you're moving in a good direction here, but for other, um, uh, you know, for other uh, product owners and product managers and, and other, uh, agile leaders out there, you know, how do you go about and uh, learn? And uh, learn new things and grow. I mean, obviously, in the workplace, you're interacting with the teams and the customer and everything that you've been sharing. Um, I'm guessing that there are probably some other things that you do as well to continue to, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, continuously improve yourself.
1: So what I try, I mean, what I think my job is, uh, it's simply to declutter information, uh, you know, to simplify things for uh, the people that I'm working with to simplify things for the people that I'm working for. And uh, if I'm able to do that, uh, I think to a large extent, my job is done. Uh, and when I say declutter information, what it essentially means is that Uh, There's too much data around. Everybody wants something like you will have your internal customers who will tell you that this is working. This is not working. This is what we do not have today. This is what we need to build upon. And then there are external customers uh, who obviously constantly you are talking to them and something is coming up. This is what we want. This is what we don't like. This is what we like. Now, as a product manager, while I have to listen to everybody, Embrace that, understand what exactly it means, draw connections, uh, you know, but it's definitely very, very important to also realize I can only do or prioritize one, two, three, four items. I cannot take up hundred uh, items in the backlog as a product owner, as a product manager, or just because one customer is important or one customer is louder than the other one, that does not make it more important than the, uh, you know, the rest of the customers talking about things. Often, uh, I think what happens is just the way things get communicated to you, you start assuming that those are more important or urgent. Now, very simple, very, uh, you know, uh, reasonable, easy example to understand like for example if an escalation comes through your ceo or your c levels executives you assume that it's it's the most important thing which is of course there is an urgency to it but then it it's also important that as a product owner as an engineering manager to objectively look at what exactly is required out of it uh, does it make sense does it relate to the problems of all the users, or majority of the users, is it a one person or one company problem, etc.? And then think through the solution. Does it require a holistic solution? Does it require a bandit solution? Uh, do you, you know, uh, so so that's 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 very very important when you are looking at information. So, so decluttering that, making it simple, and 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 taking those decisions, uh, you know, as a product manager. A lot of time we just pass on that information to the right team to the right individual, not take the right decision, assuming or expecting that okay they will take care of it you know they have those hundred things and they will prioritize which one needs to be attended first and uh, after a week after two weeks after a month you will realize that we are exactly in the same at the same point from where we started at right because nobody knows what needs to be done you no know, which ones to be worked upon faster or the other time the situation is that we worked we work on less important things first and more important things go back to uh, go to the back burner things that take more effort never get picked up things that, that take less effort Uh, thinking of them as low-hanging fruits you know high uh, you know ROI things we end up doing them more and by the end of the year or the end of the quarter when you end up adding all of those you realize that you have done a lot of things which take two days five days one week effort but uh, but all of that did not really change your customer's life you did not bring about any innovation Uh, they basically you started from a certain point and you are pretty much hovering around that point itself Uh, so so this is where I think uh, as a product owner as a leader one needs to interest Constantly, uh, that what exactly changes the lives of your customers, and it and it has to be a good mix. There has to be certain level of innovation, change. Uh, that when you compare what you have, what you are offering today versus what you will be offering two years down the line, or what you are offering today versus what you were offering two years back, there should be a substantial difference in that. Uh, you know, uh, and if there is only an incremental difference, there is a little bit of a you know uh, change in that. That means probably. We haven't given ourselves or taken enough challenges as a team, as a company, and we need to do a lot more. Uh, so, it, so the good mix here is that you know take some big ticket items as well, and of course, take some small ticket items as well, uh, which 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 improves our customers' lives on a day to day basis in short term. But but then, the long term vision or approach is very very important.
0: Yeah, you you just you shared you shared a lot there, and I want to ask one more question as we wind down uh, the interview related to uh organizational growth. Because it's it's clear to me talking with you for a few minutes here. I believe our audience will be clear as well about how well you understand uh, product management, product ownership, and the balance of 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 keeping this long-term vision, this big vision of how you're really going to impact the customer with all the small details of today. And then when new input comes in, you bounce it up against your your foundation there, right? To make sure, even though this came from the CEO or C level executive, this may or may not be a priority right now. So there's a lot. of, You just shared a lot there. And when you're hiring someone to come onto your team for your organization, maybe it's in product management, maybe it's another uh, uh, business analyst or systems analyst or any other role that you have in one of your uh, your agile uh, delivery teams or one of your product uh, product teams. I'm just curious. What are what are um, say three of the top attributes you're really looking for when you're interviewing? somebody to come on board uh, your team so they can fit in with the culture and and lock in with the mindset that you've just shared.
1: Yeah, uh I think uh one would definitely be empathy uh you know uh, uh with people with the, your customers, your employees, your peers. Uh, I think that is very very important, very very essential. Uh when I say empathy it, what it essentially means is that all of these people in your day-to-day professional life uh, play a different role and and you are basically collectively a sum of all of this right what what your role is you're engaging with different stakeholders uh different people and uh if you're able to uh you know understand uh how they are actually impacting your life and in a positive manner and embrace it and uh you know uh learn from it make their lives easier uh you know uh, uh, th- that that just sort of makes things easy for everybody. It could be different things at different levels. For example if if you know uh, I'm an engineer and or I'm a product owner and, and you know I'm interacting with a sales representative or a sales manager and he or she needs my help or my expertise talking to a customer I should be happy, I should be you know ready to do that at any given point in time because my job is just not limited to writing a piece of code or, write, or you know communicating a piece of requirement my job is also to help my sales Go and you know uh, uh, articulate certain things you know better to the customer or take their questions. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if 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 I'm a product owner and uh, you know I feel that you know uh, the team, the engineering team, which is delivering a certain piece of product, is not very clear on my on the requirements, is not happy with the way things are progressing. I should have that pulse check, you know, at any given point in time, how the team is feeling. Uh, Are they connecting well to the requirements or not? Are they connecting well to the larger vision or not? And if I see a disconnect there, I should totally feel it's my responsibility to get them aligned to what that larger vision is, you know, spend that much time to make sure they understand it, not at a surface level, not in terms of just the delivery part, okay, this is that delivery due at the end of the release cycle, but also what, how exactly it changes people's lives. So we have to... you know align those smaller deliveries to the larger vision or the larger goal so so that's 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 very very important so and 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 it's not necessary that every leader only has to play that part even if i'm like a fresher first time you know working in a professional environment i can still do so many things at, at every level so i think that just that thought process just that approach is very very important number two ability to learn adopt apply so a lot of times we'll find enough we'll find ourselves in situations wherein we will not know everything we will only know few things we, and, and you know we'll have to keep learning keep on adopting keep on experiencing and and as and when we do that uh, we become better professionals we become better humans so it's not just about what we know as, as professionals what we have done in the past but it's a lot more about what we can potentially learn how much we can adopt and move on and remember so that's that's again very very important thing and third is uh i would say uh flexibility or agility uh you know in different ways so which means that my role could be anything right uh it could be product specific driven it could be engineering specific it could be customer facing role but not being very fixated about it that i can only do this or i only want to do that uh you know you never know what comes uh you know your way uh through, you know, uh, different conversations or while, uh, you know, discharging a particular role. So that openness at any given point in time uh, really takes you places like my role initially in my early days was only in terms of researching and building databases. But then eventually, you know, being open to exactly how is it. Uh, you know going into a product how is it uh being used by the customers uh being open to asking questions interacting with the development teams uh interacting with the customers that sort of you know gave me that 360 degree uh view and 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 sort of you know yeah. drove me into a certain direction where i always wanted to be from actually deli- being a delivery guy to being building products or building databases to actually being a product owner you know uh, that's how that transition was but it's very important that one leads to the other. There's no like, no such thing that from day one you do everything right so it has to be those incremental building blocks and i think as long as you're able to do that and of course the the given things which i think which all of us give a lot of importance is your technical skills is your year number of years of experience the company that you come from all of these things definitely get you somewhere and these are important but the thing is at any given point in time x number of cvs or resumes that one is looking at seven or eight out of ten get filtered out or get uh, you know get cooked qualified based on these criteria so so there is no difference when you're talking to 10 people these things pretty much remain the same what differentiates is these other things that i was talking about so i think these are the three four things that that i would give a lot of importance to and value uh, than the other things
0: yeah it's been fan- it's fantastic um having uh also like yourself interviewed and hired a lot of people over the years uh, i often look for the same things and uh, to put them in a broad category i'll say soft skills Why it's really important to have uh, the interview. Um, but I love that you stated empathy first. That's absolutely fantastic. And you talked about empathy within your, with, within your, your coworkers and colleagues, as well as with the customer and then the learning and practice, you know, be hungry to learn, but then apply it. Don't just learn textbook, but apply it. And then, you know, be agile, be flexible, you know, go in hungry to learn, but be, be comfortable, uh, changing. And, um, and iterating on your own behaviors and your own interactions with others and learning in a different way. So that that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that, Samit. I know we're up on time. It's been absolutely wonderful to uh, spend some time with you. And uh, I can't wait to share this with, uh, with our audience. I appreciate you being a, a guest on uh, our Cracking the Growth Code podcast today. Thank you so much. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me.